You're not going to tell me that men don't want to watch very attractive women fight on screen, be hot and sweaty, um, as long as they're fighting well. Men will watch women fight who don't fight well. That's what mud wrestling is. All right, everybody, welcome to the <laughs> Austin Action Fest. And friends, I was talking on the microphone before it was even, it was muted. Welcome to Austin Action Fest and friends. This is The Violence Conductor. I'm your humble, humble host. Uh, stunning and brave. Let's talk about this project. I'm going to give you the super condensed version because I had already started this interview and forgot that I had muted my microphone because I am a special, special mad lad. Let's begin with the complaints that people are throwing up about this project. People are saying that it is men who are immature and mad because they're losing the heroes and it's their fault and they're the reason why um, they're not ready for a strong female lead or strong female characters to do a project. Let me let's talk about that for a second. I remember watching Kill Bill and we thought that movie was amazing because it was well-written, had interesting interesting characters. Um, the fighting was good. They really committed to it. I mean, the best fights in that movie is probably, to, for me, would have been Vivica Fox versus Uma Thurman. Boom. Out, just right out the gate, right? So you're not going to tell me that men don't want to watch very attractive women fight on screen, be hot and sweaty, um, as long as they're fighting well. Men will watch women fight who don't fight well. That's what mud wrestling is. That's rude. It's very, very rude. Look at WWE and the WWF and all those superstars. There's a bunch of women in those things, and people watch those watch those fights too. Why? They watch those fights because they're athletic people who are pretty doing things that are talented and skilled and athletic. People watch athletes do things. The problem is when you have people doing things and are not good at it, and we know you just jam them up in there because of their gender. So that becomes a problem, and people don't like that because you're you know what you're doing. So you need to stop that. Um, if you want to put women in projects, that's fine. It's worked in the past. This is what aliens crouching tiger, hidden dragon is one of my favorite movies of all time. Best fight, Michelle, Michelle, yo, and Zhang Ji. Why? There was emotional content. The fighting was magnificent. They threw hands. Those ladies were fighting with real intent. They were throwing down and was beautiful. One of the best fights ever. And I think the, the conductor was also an award-winning Yo-Yo Ma. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember if, they, if that was who it was, but the, I think it was another female was involved with that as well. Nobody cared. Nobody cared because the movie was good. You know when people start to care and worry about that stuff? When that's how you market it and when the movie's not good. If you market it that way, people are going to have a real problem with the project. Just facts. It's just what it is. And so it's it's been very interesting to watch people try to say that that's the problem. And everybody out here who's out in the film world is going, I don't think that's really what people are mad about. I think people are really mad about the fact that this movie isn't good. And you're trying to use this virtue signal as the marketing. You can't you can't market with that. So here's the thing: if you want to move like that, you want to put people in movies, and you're trying to you know expand in the female universe, get more female superheroes in here, make them good, make them good, make them compelling, and people will watch them. That's what you have to do. I'm sorry, I got to start this preamble here. I want to get into the review, but I just got to talk about this for a second. Um, 
we've been watching female action stars like the heroic trio. Probably don't know about that. Females. Um, we've been watching these movies for a long time. Men watch the Hunger Games. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we don't mind seeing uh, women on screen doing cool stuff. I mean, one of my favorite um, horror movies was You Are Next. I think it starts Sharni Vincent. Her dad was a prepper, and these people were trying to kill her, and she's like giving them the business. It's awesome. Also, watch that other hard target movie, the newer one with um, the female, one of the female leads from Glow. I forget what the name of the movie was. It was pretty good. I went to the theaters to watch that. I watched Underworld. So guys who like action specifically don't mind seeing a strong female lead. Now, if you have someone like Kate Beckinsale who, and she's a human and she's body slams freaking uh, Chris Jericho, I, I might have a hard time rocking with you on that if there's no powers involved. And even if there are powers involved, she's got to look like she knows what she's doing. It's one of the reasons we had some of an issue with Kristen Ritter when she was doing the old Jessica Jones thing. She didn't look like she could scrap. We know she had super superhuman strength, but she didn't even look like she knew how to throw a punch sometimes, and that made it weird. Okay. Um, also, the sex scenes are very, very gratuitous. Um, so the whole point is that there's the men don't have really a there are guys that are gonna have a problem with that. They're not your audience, and that's not most of the audience. Most of the audience just wants to watch a good movie. And you have to understand these movies are not costing 10, well, no, 15, 20. $30. We're going to movie theaters and we're dropping a casual, I don't know, uh, if it's two people, 50, 60 bucks, especially if it's an eatery and you tip, you might come off 60, $65. I'm not just going to go watch anything and it needs to be good. And then there's all these different streaming platforms, all these good shows. So why would I go watch a movie that's not great and spend a bunch of money doing it? I'm going to be irritated that you think that I should do that. And I'm definitely going to be mad if you attack me for not wanting to spend money on something that's trash. Okay. Make better movies. And this is very important for people. Um, it's not the client. It's not the customer's job to buy your product. It's your job to convince them to buy it. You're, you're not owed their money because you spent 200 million on a movie. You're not owed that their money because you spent 300, a hundred million on marketing. You're not owed their money at all. You're asking them to come along with you and either like your company so much or like your character so much or like your story so much that they rock with you and spend some money with you. You can't force people into doing that and you can't guilt them into doing that. That crap does not work. So executives, when you make all this money, nobody wants to hear you whine. I'm sorry. And I'm a business owner, so I get this, but nobody wants to listen to a person who is making more money than them whine. And you guys are making a lot more money than them. And people see people making movies like actors and, and people who are involved making 10 grand a week, you know, five, six, people don't make that. Making 5,000 a week, normal people don't make that. You think regular people who make 30, 40, $50,000 a year doing jobs that most of them don't even really want to be doing care that people live in their freaking dreams out here being stars are making the money they want to make or not getting the views they want to get. You look petty when you start whining about that stuff. I'm a regular low-level filmmaker. You know, I'm doing independent films. We're doing $100,000, $200,000 movies out here, three, $400,000 movies out here. And we're not allowed to complain like that because the average person won't care. They're going to be like, shut up, work harder. It's your job to market it to better, more people 
or to make a better movie so that people don't hate it. That's your job. So focus on that. Internalize that anger because nobody out here cares. And I feel as an artist, I would hate to say that, but they don't care. They do not care how you feel. They care how you make them feel. And if you don't do a good job of that, they're not going to watch your product. And that's it. Women. Oh my God. Let me help y'all with something here. I'll get an interview quickly. I promise. But I just got to say this ladies, because a lot of the people who are out there doing the press tours are women. Even movies I love, like The Woman King, I hated the way that they talked about it in the, in, when they were complaining about men not watching and whatever. Guys who are who hate your movie because it's a strong woman and don't want to watch that movie are just going to be galvanized by your hatred and they're going to drag it more and talk smack because you sound petty. Men who want to support your movie or maybe you're on the fence about watching a movie because it looks like a decent action flick, when you start complaining like that, or they hear that you're whining and attacking 60% probably of your potential viewer base, will tune out and go watch something else. They're not going to come watch a movie because you cannot nag people into watching a project. And ladies, this is this is very this is for my ladies out there. You sound like you sound like mothers, girlfriends, wives who are nagging their husbands, boyfriends, or sons to do something. And men don't like that. And I might deal with it at home on occasion for my lovely wife. I'm not dealing with it with anybody else. You can't nag me and you cannot, you cannot cajole me into going to spend 20, 30, 50, 60 bucks to watch your movie. You're not going to be able to pull that off. I'm just not going to go because I have better things to do with my time. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is an extra for me. This is not a necessity in my life. Okay. So stop doing it. People don't watch a movie. It's unfortunate. Talk to the fans. Talk to the people who did watch a movie. Be so appreciative and thankful to the people who did spend money. You sound you sound ungrateful. And you're probably just passionate. And you want people to come watch these movies because everybody worked really hard. Like when I heard that the, the Batgirl movie didn't come out, I thought about the filmmakers. Man, people probably put a bunch of work into that. It doesn't matter if the writing was good. It doesn't matter if the acting from the lead character was good. There's a bunch of fighters, stunt people, carpenters, electricians, grips, gaffs, all these other people involved who probably really passionate about what they did, and at least their part. And it may never see the light of day. That hurts the, that hurts the heart. Um, those are the people that I, I get having a passion for those people. However... Going out and attacking, you know, dudes are the comic book readers. We 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 have always been the ones who read the comics, who love the action movies, and support these things and float these franchises. I have a lightsaber back there somewhere. Okay, I, we are the type of people who who buy that kind of merch. I have a, like a three hundred dollar lightsaber. You cannot attack me for not supporting something. If you do it, I'm just not going to support it. So it's unfortunate. I have better things to do with my money than to give it to people who seem like they don't respect me, don't respect my time, energy, my concern, my opinions. If you treat me like that, I will not give you money. There are too many other ways to spend my bread. I could go buy a Young Ripper comic. I could go watch an anime movie. I could go do anything else. I could go work on my own project, but I don't need to give people who don't like me my money. So don't act like that. Don't act like you're entitled to it. It's freaking rude and disrespectful. I'll give you a, a short story, then we'll get to the movie review. I remember... Um, 
I remember going out. I, I pulled up to a, a a stop sign, and there was a guy from a church. They were doing a restoration ministries thing where they get you know give them money, and they're supposed to help with their getting people back on their feet after prison and re restoring them from drug addiction. And then there was a homeless dude in the corner. Both of these people came up to my window. I gave money to the, uh, the the church organization that was helping people get off the street. The homeless dude walks up to my window and says, hey, man, why'd you give him our money? Light turns green. So I have to pull off. I'm about 10 seconds down the road when I realized that he said, why'd you give him our money as if he was entitled to my dollars that I worked for that he didn't work for? And it made me furious. And I almost U-turned my car and went back over there to cuss out a homeless man. That's how mad and indignant I was. That's disrespectful. You people do not owe you their hard-earned labor. You be thankful when you get a red dime from them, you be happy about it. You shut up, you move on, and you you express gratitude for the people who, who rock with you. Do not waste your energy chasing people who don't like you. And if you're trying to add another segment to your viewer base, if you've got 60% males here and you want this 40% of maybe females and or LGBTQ or these other people who maybe aren't super into your movies, you do not you do not get these people by sacrificing these people. Bud Light learned that lesson. Unfortunately, Bud Light, they didn't have to, they didn't attack their base, I guess. So that's a little bit different. But when you have people like Brie Larson saying, you know, this wasn't for you and some of those comments are taken out of context, but dude, it's the internet. You got to realize some things are going to be taken out of context. Rachel Zegler, people like that out there representing your brand and they're saying all this stuff. They're saying things that are sneak attacks on your base in order to acquire this 40%. You're decimating the 60. You have to find a way to respect and honor this people who've been rocking with you forever and be inclusive of these people in such a way that you don't necessarily burn this bridge. You can do it in weird ways. You can do it in ways that are ineffective. But if you disrespect your clientele, you lose your base. And now you're depending on these people who've never been a strong supporter and base of yours to now become your new base. I don't know if that's going to shake out for you, boss. Looks a little rough. Doesn't seem to be all that effective. Now, on to the actual movie. Plot was interesting. Um, essentially, you know, the, the general gist of the story is that the the, the Marvel characters, uh, Captain Marvel, Rambo, Monica Rambo, we're just going to call her Rambo, Rambone and uh, Miss Marvel uh, all have their powers connected. And so what happens when they use the powers, it like switches positions or whatever. So now you get this massive team up and they got to do all this stuff. The villain is not all that compelling. Um, she's like a boring, a watered down version of Ronan the Accuser who was dope. She's boring. Um, I don't really like her all that much. And they're trying to make her sympathetic in a way, but she's really just a villain. She feels like she's just really just a villain. Just lean into it. Okay. So you don't, you're not really sympathetic to her, which I guess is better than trying to make another sympathetic character. Um, but this this plot's pretty good. It's okay. It's a captain, it's like a cap mainly mostly about Captain Marvel and Kamala Khan's is part uh, 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 a part of that. The problem is that it's the tone. So one with the with the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, 
position swap. My real nerds out there, if you know what I'm talking about, put it in the comments, Big Toto. Um, first person who can tell me what I'm talking about when I reference that clap jujitsu kaisen and how it relates to uh, to a cat. This this uh, the Marvels movie. I'll send you a gift. I don't know what yet. We'll figure it out. Maybe it's money. Maybe I'll send you an autographed picture of myself. Who knows? Um, so so uh, the the plot is okay. Um, the villain is kind of lackluster. She's kind of boring. I don't, you don't really like her. You don't really care about her all that much. She kind of has a point, but she's still really a villain. Um, the Marvels have a dynamic that could have been much more interesting. There could have been a struggle for leadership. There could have been some other things going on, but their dynamic is weird. Basically, Khan is a fangirl. Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel. And then you have Monica Rambeau, who's basically mad at her auntie. Here's the problem with some of this, with this project with Captain Marvel. I knew they were going to do this. I knew Kamala was going to get fleshed out. I introduced to the big stage. Monica Rambeau is introduced to the big stage because a lot of people didn't watch WandaVision. A lot of people didn't watch Miss Marvel. I checked out of Disney after WandaVision. I did not watch Miss Marvel. Um, sorry. So there's that. So a lot of people were getting to see either one of those two characters for the first time. Captain Marvel, they're trying to humanize her in a do a better job of it in this movie. It's just, it's like it took too many years to get there. So with the problem is that the vibe you get from the movie, from the opening is kind of like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse or something like that. Um, it feels more young and this movie feels young. Like it would probably play very well for teenagers and young adults. Um, but it does not probably play as well for adults. Specifically because there's like really heavy subject matter being handled in this project. I mean, there's like worlds getting killed, people dying, all this other stuff. And then you'll have like a part where they're fighting. Okay, so let me give you like a good example. There's like a dance number in it. And I think they're doing that because of the Indian nature of, uh, of Kamala Khan. So they're doing like a Bollywood style dance number. Um, it's a very, you know, they're on a planet. It's hyper diverse. It feels African and Indian at the same time. Whole thing happens where basically, you know, uh, Captain Marvel becomes a new Disney princess. Let's just say that she gets a dance number and a dance routine and a singing routine, which is the worst Disney princess singing routine I've ever seen in Marvel in, in Disney's uh, whole existence. Um, and so they do all this stuff. And this is a big war. This whole thing jumps off. They have her in a dress. She looks very attractive, which is one of the funny things about Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. She's pretty, right? Um, you can tell she's fit. They have her in this like dress, which is like cut off here. It's actually a really dope dress because it kind of looks like her costume. And they're trying to show you that she's a pretty girl and she doesn't damper. She's being a woman and they're trying to feminize her a little bit because she comes off as kind of weird. Um, it's just too little, too late. So they get into this big war, whatever. People are dying, and they kind of ditch their allies in a way. Now, while they're gone, and everybody else is fighting and dying and losing, they're on another planet having a heart-to-heart, -heart, the, the main Marvel's team. Hugging and having a good conversation. And I'm looking at it and going like, yeah, but people are like, your allies are dying over there. You can't have this moment with us knowing that there's a war going on. And since you left, those people are going to probably lose that war and die and lose all their resources, like very brutally. That's a weird moment to have juxtaposed. And this is what I'm saying by tonally. It's a, it doesn't match. The stakes should have been less if you're going to have them act like that. 
Um, as far as Brie Larson trying to try, you know, Kamala Khan is fun. She's a lot of fun. You can see it from the trailers. Uh, she's an adorable little teenager and you like her. She's like a Tom Holland, right? Um, just, she's the heart of the group. And so you look at it and you're like, all right, cool. You watch, uh, Monica Rambeau is interesting enough. I don't know if she'd be interesting enough to carry something on her own, but she's interesting enough. Um, you know, she's got a scene with, uh, Kelsey, that's all I'll say. And it really creates some interesting possibilities, um, for this whole deal. And then you have a uh, Brie Larson who I feel like, I just feel bad because I feel like they could have done a better job with her, but Brie Larson are trying to humanize her. She has not failed enough to have the level of power that she has. That is kind of the problem that people always come up with her. She's not a paragon of virtue like Steve Rogers. She's not like Superman who, you know, has to fight to do good and hold back or whatever. Captain Marvel has like a snarky attitude. She's like a snarky, you know, like a teenage girl or whatever. She's got that kind of vibe. Like I do what I want, but with all the power, but with no, none of the like sacrifice failures and they're trying to correct that. It's just, it's too late, man. It's just, you guys, you, you, you were out. You're welcome. You should have done that in the first movie. That's bad writing. That's not, that's just not well-written. So that's how Captain Marvel plays off. They try to have her in a flight suit. So the things down and like her jackets down and she's kind of got like her, um, she looks like a, a pilot, which is cool. She's kind of got like her, um, like a sleeveless athletic tee, you know, and she's showing off some assets. They're trying to see what you're doing. And <laughs> I see you Disney. Um, they're trying to do a thing, but it's hard to rehab a character like her who's had so much to say. Some of the stuff is taken out of context. I get it. However, it doesn't matter. People have a long memory. They remember that crap. And they, they you attack them, they fight back. Right? Um, some of these actors and producers and directors, please just stop talking so much. Just shut up and let the movie be what it is. Smile, wave, and just stop talking. You guys are butchering your projects. For the record, back on that topic, a beginning of action, just want to touch on this. Mulan, my favorite Disney princess. She had a body count. She got it in. Um, you know, uh, I'll make a man out of you. Be a man. Uh, dope. That song was freaking dope. I remember the song. I'm not even a Disney person like that. And I remember the song, and I like the movie. The moon. See, that's how you make a good character. Um, and then there was another project. I forget what was the other one that was really, really good. Oh, Woman King. If you haven't seen Woman King, please go out and watch that movie. Just ignore everybody, Viola Davis, and everything everybody said. Trust me, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's awesome. It's another movie that suffers from bad marketing. Anyways, moving on. Hands in this movie. Okay. These fight scenes were actually pretty interesting. Clearly, whoever assisted with some of this has watched some anime. Because there's a part where Monica Rambo hits Homeboy with a, uh, a freaking, a freaking uh, Dragon Ball Z overhand right. He flies. She catches him on the other side, hits him with another overhand right, sends him over here. People are crashing in the walls. I mean, it was actually some really interesting sequences in there that I really enjoyed. Um, Quick note, when you do things like that, uh, Marvel editors, we don't need to see them in slow motion get to the other side. We know. Just give us a blur. We've seen this before. 
We have enough uh, cinematic repertoire to know what happens when someone's super fast or strong does that, gets the other side, and gets the next shot. We watched Freeze and Goku. We know how this is done. Um, they had a couple good team-ups. I did not like how the men were so frail in this movie. Obviously, Cap, uh, freaking, it's not Nick Fury. I don't know who that is, but that's not Nick Fury. That's Black Eye Patch Blaster Gun Man. Space Pirate uh, Samuel uh, Furious the Third. It's not Nick Fury. He doesn't act like Nick Fury to me. He doesn't have the confidence of Nick Fury. He's not the competence of Nick Fury. He's like hiding behind women during some of the fights. Like, what is that? This does not feel like this is not feeling like Nick Fury. It doesn't feel like Nick Fury. Um, so I did not really enjoy Nick, and he's way too jokey. He's way too, way too glib in this project. They did do a whole bunch of things with the cats, which were interesting. It was kind of gross in a way, but but anyways. You've seen in the marketing, so you know there's a bunch of cats in here. It's funny, but also kind of gross. Um, what else? Other fight scenes. Um, uh, Kamala Khan seems to float a bit too much in her fight scenes. I mean, she does interesting things. I just don't, just don't really like the way that she does it all the time, and I'm sure she could do way more of their powers, but we'll see where that, where that ends up going. And then you have people like uh, Monica Rambeau. Whoever her stunt double is, she was, man, freaking her stunt double, or if that is actually the actress, she was moving. Her actions had like violence in them and speed and snap, and she was moving like her life was on the line for some of the things she was blocking, defending. Captain Marvel, realistic, if you're going to make her all powerful, she should fight, just fight like Superman. She shouldn't be blocking. Let her tank things and just be tough, and that's part of the deal. Let it be intimidation. It's weird how they like half and half her also looks like she does certain things and it requires like energy. And it's like, well, she's super strong. That would be a casual thing. She wouldn't need to like, to throw something. She's just, it's freaking light to her. Cause she's so powerful. Um, there's a couple of team up fights that are pretty good where they're doing this, the clap. And it's interesting the way they use that. I was like, okay, somebody was doing some work here. Um, there's one particular three-on-one fight where I was like, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good scrap. There's some moments that are awkward, like Captain Marvel will throw a punch and do a weird pose and look like she's not really doing it right. But for the most part, the fighting was actually okay. It was interesting enough, and I'd be interested to watch this in slow motion and really, really break it down. So realistically, when I'm looking at this project, guys, I Honestly, I'm going to give it like three out of five blades. It's worth watching. It is not worth spending $60 in a, in a, in a movie theater on. Okay. It's not worth spending $20, $25 for a 3D ticket, but it's a fun movie. Matinee, regular watch at a regular price, 14 bucks, whatever. I was not disappointed. I kind of knew what to expect and I enjoyed it. I had fun watching the project. Um, whether or not they can overcome their bad press, I don't know. Maybe they can, maybe they can't, but that's going to be on them. Um, I really would recommend, though, that these people shut up and don't don't talk about the people who don't like your project. Don't talk about anyone who's not into it. Just focus on promoting your movie, being thankful for the people who come to watch it, and promoting your movie. 
if you're a woman, this is definitely a much more women-centered project. I know Brie Larson is talking about doing more things that are women-centered and that they're doubling down Marvel and doing more of this stuff. Here's the deal. If you do stuff that's well-written, that men don't have to be sacrificed in order to lift women up, great. Because when you do it that way, if you make the men incompetent to make the women look like heroes, all you do for anybody who is actually paying attention and knows what you're doing and can tell from the writing or the weird way you shoehorn somebody in, um, you're making women look like they can't stand on their own. And they can. I just listed a bunch of projects that people like to have women in it. Men are not going to say they're not willing to watch women. So you think you think of things like, uh, uh, okay, so the problem is that the 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 goodwill that Marvel would have had is gone. It's not attached to a greater narrative that everybody's super invested in. So you don't have two, three, four other movies that are attached to this quantum realm that's great. Everything else has been eh, like a near miss or a miss. So you have like, you know, Ant-Man, probably I think it underperformed. You had WandaVision, which probably underperformed. You had the Miss Marvel. I don't know how that actually did. Um, you have all your Disney Star Wars stuff, which is probably not performing as well as you would like. Um, what else? You have Doctor Strange, which was okay, but a little bit weird. You had... Before, what was before Doctor Strange? You have Black Widow, which, you know, I like I like Florence Pugh in it, but it was a little too little too late. Then you made Taskmaster Woman. So what are we doing? There's too much stuff going on here. And so you guys have been trying to do this thing with the female empowerment, but you haven't been doing it very well. And you've been having to make men ridiculous in order to write women characters well. You need to write better. Woman King is a great example. I did not feel like the men were being denigrated in order to uplift the women. It's just a good movie. And if you make Mulan does not make everybody else a simp so that Mulan could be Mulan. Mulan is just Mulan. She's just the point. But it doesn't make everybody else terrible. They're not ridiculous. They're not bad. It's like when you used to watch uh, Van Damme movies or whatever, right? And he'd be fighting a guy, hitting him at full strength, and it's not even affecting the villain, right? Full roundhouse kick to the face. Guy goes, ha ha, right? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, but you'd watch two, three minutes later, he has a flashback. Maybe he gets some coke sprayed in his face. He can't see. He gets beat up some more. He has a flashback. He's Pat Morita or somebody like that, giving him a training sequence. He's kicking bamboo and he's yelling, ah! and then he gets up. He flexes real hard. The guy throws another punch at him, and that one he blocks hard, and he doesn't even look at it. He punches him in the face, and the guy stumbles from that punch. From the plot armor device power-up 3000. When, when, when you see that, you're like, oh, you guys couldn't just make him a better fighter for the next set of sequences. You couldn't write your way out of the corner. You just gave him a boost in power. And it's cheesy, and it's terrible, and I hated it as a child. And I hate it to this day. It needs to make sense according to the rules of the story that you set out. And part of the problem with the Marvels that they're going to run into as well is the fact that they have made these women, uh, between Captain Marvel and Rambo, I mean, we're talking, these are multiversal threats at this point. They're, they can damage the multiverse. They have so much power. Well, who the heck are they going to fight next? 
You know how much more powerful everybody else has to be? And if you introduce any new characters, you know how much more powerful they have to be to even be next to them realistically at this point in time? You're fight I don't know how they're going to do this power scaling in this next set of sequences. And they are right. I did watch the Pandaverse. Bro, everything's a multiverse, man. And you guys got to do a better job of how you handle it because people are getting tired, man. I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think people are fatigued at not good. They have not good movie fatigue. They have not good movie. We think you buy it. Just shut up and consume product because we said because it's the new Marvel or new Disney thing fatigue. I like Spider-Man. I liked all the new Spider-Man, the Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse. And I like the new one, Tom Holland. When the Goblin snatched my man's up, threw him up to the ceiling, off the ground, caught him with the, uh, I don't know what that, the scoop slam, or the, I forget what that move was called, sidewalk slam, and dunked him. Oh, my gosh. Through the floor. It was the most disrespectful thing I've seen in a very long time. It's beautiful. Um. Other side note, fight scene, they fight that one of the one of the bads and the person's down for the count and they've killed whole planets and they're trying to talk the person out of it. And I'm like, yo, when you have a body count of 50 to 100 or more in a superhero movie, like I said, there is no talking. Time for playtime's ended. Got to get this fooling up out of here. Okay. So I think that there was a moment there where they could have taught one of their crew members a, a, a lesson about when to show mercy and how serious this whole superheroing business is. Um, because two of the people, you know, you got to think two of the characters are soldiers. They're soldiers, basically, right? Um, they miss an opportunity there. Anyways, that's all I got. It's worth a watch. It's not as bad as everybody says it is. People are going to hate on it no matter what. It was doomed before it even started. But it's worth a watch, man. It's a fun project. Um, some of the hatred that you're going to see online is going to just be purely out of spite. But here's the thing. That's Brie Larson's fault, and that's Disney's fault. So I'm not saying that it's undeserved. I'm just saying it does not necessarily reflect on the merits or demerits of this particular project. It's a watchable movie. I probably enjoyed it, honestly, more than I enjoyed uh, Doctor Strange because as much as I love Benedict Cumberbatch and, you know, even um, Olsen, and I like the movie in general, um, the, those characters in general, this movie had more action that was more my speed. Um, and it had some good action and fight sequences. And it was fun enough. And it was big enough. Um, but yeah, we have a new dis we have a new Disney princess. That's all I'm gonna say. Comment below. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if, what you want to see me review next. I could do old movies, new movies. I don't care. If you got something that you shot that's good and you want me to talk about it or take a review privately and give you notes, I do that as well. That's what the violence conductor also does. It will be limited, right? Because you know I can't do as many all of them. But I'd be happy to take a look at your project, even if it's in rough draft format. Look at some of your action sequences specifically. Kind of give weigh in on it and give you some opinions. Um, because this is what this is what me and the me and this me and the squad do. So on that note, catch you on the next one. 
This has been your lovely host, without a co-host, the Vom's Conductor, and I am out. Thank <laughs> you.